Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hey! This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down, whether we thought it was good or bad, and then whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Five Feet Apart, starring Haley Lou Richardson and Cole Sprouse. The IMDb plot summary reads... A pair of teenagers with life-threatening illnesses meet in a hospital and fall in love. This movie has uh, currently a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is rotten. Uh, though it got an A from paying audiences. And uh, it opened this weekend to about $13 million, which, you know, with its low budget, should put well, on the path to profitability. How much did it cost to make? I mean, I've seen two different numbers. One is five million, and then another is seven million. So oh, either way, it's very low budget. Million. So it just it, it got there. Yeah, I mean, they should they should get into profit, uh, especially with like an A cinema score. You know, I mean, the thing it seems like people who showed up liked it. Yeah, it was a packed movie theater. So what did you think of Five Feet Apart? I liked it. The overall movie was, um, I believe it was original. I mean, I don't know anybody with cystic fibrosis, and I've never been, I guess, privy to what they have to go through. And it was a really good insight into that. It was a, overall, it was a really great love story. The acting was good for some, was bad for others. (laughs) Who did you think was bad? (laughs) I thought that the main girl character, I, I you know, she kind of... You didn't of, like Haley Lou Richardson? She kind of... Not bad, not good. Interesting. I would give her overall like a, a B minus. Interesting. Okay. I, I give Will, Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. I give him an A plus. Okay, so you thought he was better. Mm-hmm. What what didn't ring true to you, I guess, with Haley Lou Richardson? I mean, maybe you just don't identify with uh, teenage girls now. Video blogging on YouTube and, you know, <laughs> just kind of that an- annoying personality <laughs> that she portrays. Like, gotta, like, gotta share everything. Gotta share everything. Gotta be... You know, that, that she well, is very going through, OCD. She's I going mean, through a terminal illness. So, I, get that. I mean, she's trying to keep, like, I, I would say, like, a record of her treatments and, you know, what she's going through. Um, I hear you that, that that is a trend. I think a movie's like eighth grade, where, yeah, the, yeah, the main is, characters like, oh, are, it's just like, it's just so part of the. whiny. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like a the natural part of the character where, like, they're blogging. Yeah. I mean, we do podcasts. We don't do, you know, we're not doing videos of like brushing our teeth. No. Or anything like that. This is like about as much as we share. Yeah. This little podcast. <laughs> so, I mean, you're barely on social media. Sure. Except Twitter. I don't, yeah, I don't use fa- Facebook. I mean, Facebook is, uh, I mean, a nightmare in terms of privacy. <laughs> but, off subject. <laughs> right. So. But no, she uses she uses like YouTube, right? Like she puts yeah. her. I mean that. And I'm sure YouTube was probably a sponsor. Well, I I doubt it. Um, but in her case, I mean, her life is actually unique. I mean, her her routine isn't a typical routine. No, it's because not. she's in the hospital. And she's, she's got de- a story, and you know, she's dealing with cystic fibrosis. A story that um, you know, dealing with a whole lot of loss and a whole lot of illness. There's a, there's a backstory with one of her friends, right? With her sister. 
<laughs> Way to pick that one up. The older sister passes away. It dies from an accident? Yeah, she was cliff diving. Okay. By herself, who, I don't know who in their right mind would go cliff diving by themselves. <laughs> what, was that Was that the story? She yes. went by herself? Um, okay. Yeah, well, that's kind of dumb. But there's a line like she's going to, you know, live her life. Um, to the fullest. Because, because Haley Lou yeah. couldn't. Yeah. So. So what did you think? Well, I got to say, I, uh, you know, I definitely... Uh, was moved watching it. You know, I was I was choking up throughout. It, it's hard. I think it's hard to watch it and and not be moved. I mean, you have to be pretty detached. I think yeah. from what you're seeing. I guess I disagree with you. I thought Haley Lou was really strong. I thought both of them were, were very good. Haley Lou does most of the uh, like emotional kind of heavy lifting. Yeah, and I, I thought she was great. And you're right in that it is. It does give you kind of like day to day insight into what it's like to have cystic fibrosis. And it's not pretty. It's not pretty. I think I grossed out when she was like hocking up the phlegm. There's a lot of mucus like, involved. <laughs> it's yeah, disease of the lungs and yeah, overproduces mucus. Yeah. You know, without going into spoilers, there's a you know a big part of the plot involves a potential lung transplant. Yeah. And. And it, she's fighting to get her healthy enough and keep her healthy enough to get those lungs. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty bleak existence that yeah, these that these kids have the it's really bleak and i mean over, i mean pretty positive except for um cole sprouse's character he's pretty negative he's well yeah when we start with him he's kind of he's kind of like given up almost he's kind of resigned like you know i don't have that much longer left he has like a definite edge to him and i thought cole sprouse played that pretty well yeah he didn't overplay it he didn't overplay he it did, yeah he could have yeah other actors yeah. you could see them overplaying that he didn't he actually brought uh, some emotion that i hadn't seen in him i yeah i hadn't seen cole sprouse on screen since big daddy i mean literally that, 20 that, years that ago Twenty years. that's literally 20 years ago so he looks a little different now <laughs> than you know cute and little he plays kid my jughead well, yeah, you see him every week. You see him every week on Riverdale. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he, he's been keeping busy. And this it, this feels like a, a real good showcase for him. And I thought for her, you know, maybe you have something maybe against Haley Lou Richardson. Uh, she was also in Edge of 17. And you have like something against that. <laughs> maybe I do. Maybe I, I think she's great. don't like her. <laughs> it's awful. Everything I've seen her in, she's great. Even when the movie's bad, she's great. I can't fault her. She's great. Just a no fault in your stars. <laughs> that's, and the fault in our stars, I mean, that's probably the closest comparison to yeah. this, right? Yeah. You and I watched that. Mm -hmm. That was, wow, five years ago. This I, one, this movie was a much, much better yeah, than and I, Fault in Your Stars. Well, I think the big key difference is that uh, I think the casting works yeah. better here. Uh, for whatever reason, like Shailene Woodley and Ansel Elgort. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I don't even like saying his name, it. Ansel Elgort. Yeah. But for some reason, like, they're just, yeah, you don't, uh, it, it's just harder to buy them, I, I guess. Um, That's because they played brother and sister in the whole Divergent series. So it was so weird to see them as a romantic couple. Sorry. And also, like you mentioned, 
uh, or, or like we were talking about, this movie, it does show you kind of day-to-day the illness of cystic fibrosis. A movie like Fault in Our Stars, I mean, what did they have? Cancer? Mm-hmm. Was that it? Yeah. I mean, you just get like a, the random scene where like one of them's like, oh, I don't feel so good today. <laughs> and they go to the hospital. Right. I mean, that movie really kind of sanitizes it. This one doesn't. This does not sanitize it. To its credit. Um, to its credit. Yeah, definitely, definitely to its credit. This movie definitely, I mean, tore at my heartstrings and I was bawling my eyes out and the at the end of the the movie the whole yeah the whole theater i think it was mostly women but the whole theater i remember just kind of stumbling uh, they're all like stumbling out most of them teary-eyed uh just trying to compose themselves because it, it the whole movie is very uh, emotional and just very sad and, and well well played well acted I, it I would was argue. yeah uh, i mean there, there's you know there's some issues um i don't think the filmmaking like the actual like cinematography and like the technical filmmaking is that great there's a lot of like kind of shitty handheld shots well, yeah i mean I, it's not I, a good looking movie yeah, by any they stretch didn't hire spielberg for this movie they it, hired some unknown right this is a first time director yeah. justin baldoni uh mm-hmm. he has experience as an actor that he's making his directing debut wisely he puts the focus on the actors yeah and he lets them carry it yeah if if the actors didn't pull it off and if the actors didn't have chemistry this movie would not work. This movie would be a grind. Yeah. It would be a real grind. <laughs> it's... Who was the best friend? What's his name? The character's name is Poe. Um, Poe, yeah. The, the actor's name is Mo- Moises Arias. <laughs> I'm sure I'm butchering that. You definitely are butchering Mo- Moises. Mo- Moses. Moses Arias. <laughs> yep. I loved his character. You like his character? I loved, I, you know, I loved him. I thought he was... You know, he's the comedic breath of fresh air. Because everybody else is so serious. Like, he just comes in and he just lightens up. He lightens it up. Where it needs to be lightened up. And he is serious where he needs to be serious. Big fan of his. But yeah, that's Poe. And he's uh, he's Haley Lou's friend. Yes. Right? So, yeah, I think... I mean, I guess I don't... I mean, his character is a little like the gay best friend, you know, the... Yeah, to me, it seemed like a little bit... Kind of a token Kind of a token character. Um, But I I think he's well played. It is well played. Yeah, well well acted. The the actors... The actors step up. I mean, I guess they obviously had to be super skinny. There's a scene... Yeah. They are skinny as F. There's a scene uh, at at the pool. Yeah. The hospital pool. It's in the hospital, right? Yeah. It would have to be. Yeah. Where they and both... And they're showing off each other's scars. Yeah. They both kind of like strip down to their underwear to show each other. Yeah. Their scarred up bodies. And it's, yeah, it's another like very moving emotional scene. Mm-hmm. W- well played. Yeah. Well, well yeah. <laughs> I, I keep but, saying that. Oh it's... my God. So skinny. I feel like I want to shove a burger <laughs> down Cole Sprouse's mouth. How? And I'm sure he probably eats a ton and it's just got really high metabolism i mean he's he's like 20 25 26 yeah, he's spry so i mean give him 10 years i mean they're, they're gonna give him both 10 years yeah give him, give him both 10 years <laughs> it's just coming coming around the corner but no that's yeah that's another good scene yeah overall i was yeah i was very moved it's a very sad yeah. story you know, like last week, you know, we were talking about Captain Marvel. And I was talking about like just getting kind of fatigued on movies. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like that happens a lot. You see a lot of these uh, like big movies and you just kind of sit there numb or you like you, the only thing you feel is like mild amusement. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it sounds cornball, but it's, it was reassuring to me that like you could still buy a ticket to a movie, sit down in the dark with a room full of strangers and have an emotional experience and be yeah. like fully moved. 
Um, it doesn't happen a lot, and, and I don't take that and, for granted. You know, low budget. I mean, under of course, know, yeah, ten million. Yeah, it's pretty hard to do. I mean, it's a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of uh, you got young talent on the screen mm -hmm. who, who you don't see a lot of. You know, up and comers. You have a first time director, so you know a lot of people getting some big chances here yeah. and stepping up to the plate. Do you know what the uh, you know fighting with my family? I felt like was the same thing almost. Sure. Yeah. A lot of newbies. Yeah. Some yeah original some original stories. Original story. I yeah. mean, that's that's what we look for. <laughs> that's yeah that that that's the sweet spot. And the fact that they don't there what are the critics saying? Like fifty three percent Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I mean, what are Cr they? Critics only get behind Marvel movies. Like <laughs> apparently so, <laughs> and and movies that don't kiss their ass. It's puzzling. It's it's very puzzling. Because um, yeah, the only thing I could fault is it, the filmmaking is just a little pedestrian. There's a couple scenes that, it, you know, just kind of like handheld coverage. But I feel like the story was a little, the story didn't need the fancy filmmaking. It, absolutely. That, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the director wisely, he, he let the actors do their thing. Yeah. He let them do the heavy lifting. I saw one quote, uh, I think it was in Variety. Uh, it called it like second hand Fault in Our Stars, like a cover band version of Fault in Our Stars. Here, here's another quote. While mawkishness should not be a prerequisite for the sick teens in love genre, the popularity of the two in concert has likely convinced many filmmakers that the opposite is true. Another one is... What does that mean? <laughs> as I'm reading, I'm like, I don't like, what What are you saying? I, I don't understand what that means. Um, it, it's, it's saying like, typically these types of movies are kind of uh, very syrupy and sappy. Filmmakers take that as like a prerequisite, like that's what it has to be in order to be successful. I didn't think this was too sappy. It didn't push it that didn't. hard on, I mean, on the sappiness. And, I mean, Another the ending one, was not sad. I mean, it was not what you would expect. Yeah, the ending is actually very well played. Another one is phony emotions and baloney contrivances. Five Feet Apart is a ridiculous melodrama that demands you leave your brain at home. <laughs> Yeah, just... Wow. Yeah, but, but people not impressed with it. You know, it doesn't have Brie Larson, you know, talking in a monotone. It's surrounded by digital effects. Oh, so yeah, what are you yeah, going to yeah. do? <laughs> it's, it's... And, and let's explain the five feet apart. Cystic fibrosis patients can't be more than six feet from each other because they will um, contract bacteria that only cystic fibrosis patients carry. Right. They're very so, contagious, susceptible to diseases. So, exactly. And so, they use a pool cue that is five feet apart. And she goes and says, you know, this disease has taken everything from me. I'm going to take one foot back. Yeah. And it was another great, then, great moment. I, know, I thought another powerful was, moment. It was, wow. It was really powerful. Um, and so, the love story is that they use this pool cue to kind of simulate holding hands and knowing that they have to be that far apart in order to be together. I'm getting choked up just like remembering that. It's just, just very moving and bittersweet, you know, that these people are falling for each other and it just how how desperately they want to just touch one another. Yeah, and, and, they, and they can't, they can't, literally they cannot touch each other. It's something you take for granted. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the, literally, like, the, the last final words before it fades out is, like, you know, touch the one you love. I know. Like, <laughs> Make oh it sound dirty, God. but it's not. <laughs> it's, in the context of the film, it's, yeah, it, it was very effective.
Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's some other things, you, you know, we want to talk about, like the climax. Uh, there, mm-hmm. There's kind of a ridiculous climax at a lake. <laughs> but yeah, we'll take a quick break. Yeah. And when we come back, we'll get into spoilers for Five Feet Apart. All right, we're back and we're going to get into some spoilers for Five Excellent. Feet Apart. And so, yeah, if you haven't seen the film and you don't want to be spoiled, uh, you know, come back after you've seen the film. But, yeah, basically there's kind of like a a climax involving, you know, the lung transplant coming in while they're (laughs) skating around a frozen lake. There's a a reason behind it. So the uh, whole lake thing is ridiculous. That's like an episode of Lassie. So Stella is, you know, all she has is her view from her hotel room, looking out at the stars, at the city, not being able to see that. Um, And then when her older sister was around, her older sister always pointed them out, always said that they were going to go visit and look at the stars and and, and all the city lights. And this happens at a critical moment. Poe just died. Their friend Poe. Our friend Poe just died. And wasn't he like, going to like run off with someone? Didn't he like just find love he or did. something? He, right. He well, he was dating somebody, and he pushed them off because he was getting ready to turn eighteen. And with that comes, I guess, him being off his parents' health insurance, and he felt bad because he didn't want to leave his bills and his death to somebody else. Right. And so the very next day, Michael was his boyfriend's name was going to come in and, and have lunch and meet his mom. And that's when he dies. He dies that night before. Yeah. Pretty sad. Very sad. Like, I, I, I didn't see his... Well, let me rephrase that. I did kind of see his death coming because it was... It's kind of like, what else? What other purpose is this character going to serve? Exactly. Well, I, I <laughs> that, that's the issue harsh, I have. But... That's the issue I have with it. But it's, again, it's, I mean, it's well played. It's, well, it's effective. But yeah, his character is kind of just dangled in there to kind of like show you the cost that That people, this disease has. Yeah. You see a lot of loved ones come and go. Yeah. So Poe just died. And so Stella asked Will to walk with her to go see the stars. And when they walked, they walk through a frozen solid lake. Yeah, they pass by this lake and they're like, oh, let's skate, you know. And <laughs> I mean, you just know. Yeah. Someone's you know, it's falling not in. be a good idea. And I'm thinking, like, even like as they're skin, I'm, I'm like, they're not going to do like, like a, a, a fall through tra- the ice. Like, yeah, fall through the ice, like, you know, trapped in peril yeah. type of deal. That would be really stupid. And they do it. Yeah. <laughs> They do it. They do it. So Stella falls through the ice (laughs) and, you know, Will saves her from the ice, pulls her up, and then she's actually out uh, unconscious. So he was left. He called 911 and he was left to give her mouth to mouth, which is a huge big no-no because Will has some big bacteria that is not curable. Yeah. So he is actually not eligible for lung transplant, and he will eventually die from the disease. There's no the the medications that he was on and the regiment that they were at the hospital for wasn't working for him. And that's kind of how his character is left. He gives a goodbye. Yeah. So they ended up. She didn't end up catching the disease, the bacteria, and um, she gets the lungs. They now understand how dangerous it is. For them to be in love and for them to love each other. There's a moment where she won't get the transplant yeah. until he like he tells her to. Yeah. 
Because she's like, you know, like without him, like it's it's nothing's worth it. Yeah. Well, yeah, cause they were both resuscitated and yeah. they were both in the ER and she didn't want the lungs because she knew if she got the lungs, she would never be able to be around him again because it, cystic fibrosis patients are always susceptible to that kind of bacteria with or without the lungs. And they say repeatedly in the film, like even with that a successful lung transplant, most people are given another uh, five just years. Five years, yeah. Yeah, it just extends five years onto your life. So again, yeah, again very sad. Just, I didn't just realize bleak how, ter- outlook. how terminal I didn't either. Um, that cystic was... fibrosis was. And, and come to think of it, like I, I, I've never met anybody with cystic fibrosis. I mean, yeah. maybe we're at that age where a lot of people don't live to in their 30s like us. Right. Uh, but it's, yeah, as depicted here, it seems like uh, an absolute nightmare. You know, I was... Uh, well, it, it's 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 fatal. It's a fatal disease. A terminal, yeah. It's terminal disease. Yeah, you live with it, yeah, yeah and then you die. <laughs> so Will sets up this completely romantic and gets everybody involved. The parents, gets the hospital staff involved. And, you know, they set her up in a room with, a like, a beautiful window out overlooking the garden. And he puts lights up all in the garden and says, on the phone, and says, my only regret is that you didn't get to see your lights. And then the lights pop on, and she sees it. She can't talk. She's got, like, a tube in her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's not breathing on her own at this point. She's She's awake, but she's still... Just had the procedure. Um, intubated and then you know they're through that that glass he steps through he says his heart-wrenching goodbye like oh my he's saying it like on the phone to her through glass yeah he's outside she's inside in, in the bed he's like i didn't realize how much like all i thought was you didn't think about him and you know at the same time even if he did resuscitate her mouth to mouth he could have just killed her chance right in the long run yeah it was just pure luck and so he realizes that he needs to say goodbye that they need to split in order to survive and then we just see him walking away he just walks away where do you think he goes well, that's what I'm like. <laughs> I mean, that's the last we see of him. That's the last we see of him. He just walks away. An interesting character exit. Yeah, but it was it was so moving, and, it, and yeah, that's that goodbye it, was very moving. And that's when it goes into how you know just touch your you know the people that you love, whether it's a hug, whether it's you know holding hands, whether it's you know a kiss on the cheek, a kiss you know a kiss on the mouth. A, a, a suck on the dick, you know, just give give that touch. It was just a really touching movement and not vulgar in any which way. <laughs> but yeah, it uh, if it fades out from there and then it goes into her voiceover talking about, you know, it, it touch the one you love, yeah. you know, don't take it for granted. And that's that's pretty much the movie. And we don't even really know what happens to her from there or him. No, no, it was just. And based, you know, based on what we've seen, we can assume like, you know, not probably not the best for them. Like it's going to be, you know, a rough road, whatever's ahead. So the movie is sad. It's not. Yeah, it's not like a feel good, you know, jump in your seat type of film. Well, and it's not that typical, you know, love story or like a Romeo and Juliet. And I was, you know, kind of talking to you in the movie theater. I'm like, is this going to be like a Romeo and Juliet where one dies and the other one, 
you know, I give the movie lives a- life to the fullest. Uh, right. Core, We've seen know, that like, before. Oh my God. I give this movie a lot of credit for not having a death scene for one of the major characters. Yeah. I give the movie a lot of credit for that. Because um, we, just, we were kind of taking taking bets. Like, yeah. who do you think is going to die? <laughs> like, oh my God, I think it's going to be him. Uh, and yeah, to the movie's credit, we don't see either of them no. pass away on camera. We uh-huh. just, I mean, yeah, we can kind of assume it's, it's going to be a rough road, whatever happens. So, yeah, that, that was a strong ending. It recovered from that whole lake incident. Yes. I feel like you could have created that crisis or whatever without them going to a lake and having her fall in. <laughs> I don't even know if they needed to leave the hospital, really, to like get that crisis. But that's, I mean, that, that's the path they chose. <laughs> well, it's not in the hospital because there was nobody else around but Will to save, to give Stella mouth to mouth. If it was a hospital, there'd be other people that he could bring in. There, there there's that element there. Of, there's the element Holy of like, crap, what is he gonna do? We're out of the hospital. Yeah, we're on our own, sort of deal. Yeah, and then when when she gets you know knocked on and when she's unconscious, it's like there really is that. Oh my god, what am I gonna do? Am am, am I gonna watch her die now or right? Am I going to risk her new lungs? Because they know at this point that she's got the lungs and they're going back to the hospital. No, it, it, I mean, it created compelling drama. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's just, it, it's that, like, that device of, like, falling in a frozen lake <laughs> that, I, yeah, I just wish was was different. But, um, that, I mean, that's just me. It just reminded me of, uh, like, a, a, an episode of Lassie. You know, little Timmy falls in the lake. Lassie's got to, you know, get some help to get him out. Just one of those very archaic kind of conflicts. Isn't there another movie coming out, a Christian faith movie that's got a kid falling through the ice too? Break, breakthrough. Is yeah. that what that's about? A kid falls in, in some ice? Uh-huh. Is that based on a true story? I think so. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess it happens. Obviously if you're stupid, If you're stupid enough to go out on a frozen lake that's uh, like not open to public, I mean, what are you, what are you thinking? I agree. Right. I guess I guess that that's why it irritates me because it's like no one in the right mind is going to go out onto a frozen lake at night. Yeah. Unless you have a death wish. And maybe her character did. Maybe she did. It sounds like we both liked it. Uh what what grade overall would you give this? A B plus. B plus. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm on the same same level. Yeah. Uh, B B plus. It was definitely, you know, a good story. I would really recommend people to go see this in theaters and, you know, bring your Kleenex. Oh, yeah, I would recommend... Don't wear eye makeup, ladies. I'd recommend this to, to anyone and not... Even though it's about teenagers, you know, like young adults, you don't have to be like a young person to uh, like identify with their romance or relate to it. Uh, I think any age could could relate to this. I, I, I'd recommend this to my grandparents. Yeah. And so is it is it a good date movie? I think so. 100%. The guy just needs to be comfortable crying <laughs> if he sees it. He needs to be comfortable in his own skin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, as long as yeah, as long as both parties are are comfortable with their emotions and like you know maybe uh, like showing their emotions, that's the thing I I can understand people's resistance to a movie like this. You know, if you don't want to like be seen weeping in public, <laughs> I I can understand that kind of that kind of resistance because a movie like this does draw out some tears. It does. It's, I, mean, I mean, it's hard to be really like resistant if you don't cry. <laughs> it's hard to be resistant. You know, to movies that are you know, skillful and kind of bringing that out. And yeah, it can be uncomfortable to be crying in public. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I understand that. I mean, I went to the bathroom right after. My, my whole face is blotchy. I'm like, I'm so grateful I didn't wear any eye makeup. <laughs> so, but yeah, I encourage people to, you know, get, get past that and, uh, and give it a shot. 
That's Five Feet Apart, directed by Justin Baldoni. You can find more episodes on anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as iTunes, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Twitter at dnmoviepodcast, and you can also email us at datenightmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.